What's up, everybody? Anton here from Ecommerce Lifestyle, and today we're doing another interview episode. Today is a, it's really a special one. We are with Isaac Smith. If you're part of Dropship Lifestyle, you might have met him at a previous retreat. You've definitely seen his name in the Facebook group and the forum probably back in the day. Um, that's because I actually, before we got on this call, I checked um, your, your email address. Cause I was like, when did Isaac, you know, become a part of this whole thing? And the exact date was actually January 1st, 2014. And uh, yeah, you were, I was looking at like the price range that you got in for, and that was within the first 200 people of the program. So oh, wow. yeah, really cool. You've been around for a long time now. Um, I definitely, I'm sure you've learned so much and have a bunch to share. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for, for hopping on the, uh, the call. Yeah, well, well, thanks for ha having me on. I, I, you know, it's funny to think I've, I've always kind of wondered, like, how early was I in, mm -hmm. in this? You know, who, how many people were in there before me? So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the way I, I gauged it was by price points. You know, we had like an introductory price. Then after 100 people, we went up a bit. Then after almost 100 people, we went up again. And you were like right in that third tier. And I, like, based on okay. the date, it must have been super, super early because, you know, I only started this thing probably mid 2013. So six oh, months wow. later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah um, I guess, you know, people probably have seen your name or maybe they haven't and they'll start to see it now and it'll stick out more when they're in the Facebook group. But uh, you want to introduce yourself to everybody, I guess, how you even got started and sure. what your journeys look like? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, it's, it's been a long, kind of a long journey. Um, I started, I, I, I used to be an architect back in, um, well, it was a while ago now, um, but yeah, I was looking for something else, and um, I would listen to podcasts on my way to work every morning, and um, eventually I stumbled on one thing that stumbled on another thing, you know, how that, that chain goes, and um, I think it was a Terry Lynn Build My Online Store podcast. I don't even know if he, I don't think he does that anymore. No, he, but, he doesn't, yep. Yeah, he was interviewing Johnny. And I, I heard that and I went, ah, oh, well, that makes sense. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I started, I started going the rabbit hole on like, what is this dropship lifestyle thing? And I was, I was so determined. I was by the end of that, I guess it was 2013. I was like, yes, let's do this. And so I, you know, I, I made myself, you know, January 1st, this is my big new thing. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do it. So yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what I did. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that's obviously like a lot of time. So I know through the process you know, and meeting in person, like you've been through different stores, right? Mm -hmm. There's been obviously a ton of, of learning and a ton of trial and error. Because it's funny to even think like back then what Dropship Lifestyle looked like, you know, as yeah. far as the, the content structure and how in-depth we went. It was like a totally different thing. So oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just night and day. Yeah. So I'm curious though, like, you know, from your first store up until now, um, especially like as we get Get, you know closer to the, the current date right for everybody that yeah. that is building that is growing um if any lessons you could share like big revelations that oh can benefit people so many right i know we could probably talk <laughs> for like 10 hours about it but. yeah well i mean it's 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 exactly that it, it was a journey and um you know it's still going i'm somewhere in the middle you know it's like um i have big dreams and and they're off in the distance um but you know where I came from, I've, I've I've come a long ways, and I have a long ways to go. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's one thing is is just sort of persistence and patience with yourself, and being forgiving. Um, 
So like, you know, I'm, I'm on the, in the Facebook group a lot and, and I see a lot of people commenting and, and a lot of their attitudes were, are, you know, I can see myself in what people are saying. And they're like, how do I make sure that, that, that I do this first store right? Or how do I make sure that I don't fail on this thing? And, and that was my attitude too, you know. Um, the first store I did was um, RC cars mm -hmm. and trucks and drones and helicopters and things. And, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Um, and at the first retreat, I went to the first retreat, which by the way, guys, if you're listening, go to the retreat. I, I'm not kidding you. This, that was a life, I'm not exaggerating, life-changing moment for me. Um, being around all these people who are doing this thing, what I'm doing, we all have the same attitude. Um, I fell into a group of guys that, that we really connected, started a mastermind. Um, five, that was five years ago. And right? we're yeah. still talking. <laughs> yeah. we're still, it's still strong. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah. like, and, and everybody's doing so much better than they were. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, do that. So anyway, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I was pushing and pushing and pushing on my first door. Um, eventually, it was the mastermind guys who told me like, hey, this isn't working out, man you got to stop. I was like, no, I can make this work. I can do it. I haven't tried this yet and that yet. And, <laughs> and they were referring to your, your product type, right? To your niche. That's what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, it was an RC yeah. store. It was yep. just like, it wasn't the right niche. Mm -hmm. and like I couldn't see that. So eventually they were like, you got it. You just got to stop. And finally I listened. So, but that was a painful moment. And mm -hmm. um, it was painful for a while. It's like, oh, I failed, you know, like crap. <laughs> but um you know like hey you you look around and you see people who have had success and um or who seem to have it all together you don't know the whole story actually and um i i think actually for most of these people that that success wasn't their first try it wasn't even their third try usually um like the like joe who was the last mm -hmm. last guy on the podcast that i uh He's done huge things, and but this is what he said his fourth store. I and think so, yeah, third or fourth, yep. Yeah, so I yep. mean that's that's huge. Is just the willingness to get up and try again, you know. Yep, and that that's so true. Like, and even with the success stories you see, right? Whoever it is, like you don't see behind the scenes. Right. So even if their business is successful in the sense that it's super profitable and they were able to quit their job and they're making more money than they ever did, there's fires to put out every single week. Oh, there's yeah. something happening. So it's never just like you you make it and then you put your hands up and you're done. It's no matter what stage you're at, you know, one month in, one year in, ten years in, there's always something new happening that you deal with. That that's business. So oh, yeah. That's a great point yeah and it goes even if you do have a six quote you know quote unquote successful store like everybody has their own version of success what means that success to me is not the same as you and um you know like you said there's always challenges and so like um for for my most recent store you know it was I, it was profitable it was doing great you know i i was very happy with with it but you know there's huge ups and downs all the time. And you, you've got to just be able to, to just keep going forward no matter what and like deal with it, deal with whatever you're facing.
Mm-hmm. And I know before we, uh, before we started recording, before we clicked that button, you said, because you sold your store, so congratulations on that. Oh, yeah, That's you. awesome, yeah. Um, but you said, you know, before that happened, you were experiencing kind of a, a dip in sales. So you were going through a struggle of somebody that owns a successful store, and you had to not just throw your hands up and say, okay, what's the next one? You kind of had to jump in there, change things, and get it back on track. So, uh, you know, if maybe people are experiencing that, or maybe they're still trying to get some momentum, right? So the, the things that you did to kind of take something that was declining and get it back on the rise, um, yeah. any like major things that you would think would apply to the majority of people uh, listening or building these businesses? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is tough. Like I, I've learned this as I've been trying to sort of emphasize, it's more of a head game than you think it is. Um, and, and, and it's more of a head game than I think. I think that's the primary thing even more than the technical side or the whatever. Um, but yeah, so, y- you know, I had this store, I, I started it, uh, geez, I don't even know. It was four and a half years ago from now, whenever that, whatever that works out to. <laughs> yeah. um, and I sold, I sold it uh, in March. And so it was 2017, you know, it had been growing for over a year. 2017 was a huge year for me. I was like, so excited, like, yes, let, you know, this is what I'm, uh, you know, this is on my way to my dreams, you know? Um, and I, at the end of the year, I hired a really great VA who was going to do the, the customer service. I spent more, a lot more than I was hoping for her, but she's amazing. She's well worth her money, especially compared to the other losers that, <laughs> that, I, was, that I was working with before. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, like I was like going and going and then January comes 2018 and it just like slump like crap. Now I have this VA that I'm spending a lot of money on, you know, like I can't just have these low months anymore. And so like, okay, well I've had low months, keep going. February, really a low month. And actually March was a huge month, but then April, you know, just like yeah. continuous slide. and you know, I'm starting to feel really bad about myself. Like, Oh no, you know, like I'm four years into this at this point and you know, what do I have to show? I have a a store that seems to be dying. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for one, it, like I said, it's the persistence you, you got to know to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing is you sort of alluded to how dropship lifestyle has changed from the beginning. So like, I'm guessing the, the version that I saw at the beginning was like the very first version, right? It, I would assume maybe like a minor tweak here and there, yeah. but yeah, pretty much. There wasn't all this, I mean, dropship lifestyle now is huge. You yeah. have so much stuff in there. There's a, there's a full on course just on uh, Google ads, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that, that back when I started, there was some, in, you know, you sh- so showed how to do it, but it wasn't anything like it. No, it was now. like a high level overview of like, here's the process. And then a lot of it was kind of left up in the air to, you know, you to figure out as you're in there instead of the step-by-step that it is. Yeah. So one, one big thing is guys, don't be like Isaac <laughs> and, and just like fall off, go like, oh, I got it. Okay, I'm good. You know, like, hey, I'm having success. Um, I don't need to pay attention to what's going on because that's actually what happened. You know, I look back and I go like, oh, you know, I, I was so arrogant. You know, like, I think I've got this. Yeah. You know, like, like, I'm having these huge sales, 
you know, I, I can just go off and do my own thing without paying attention to the yeah. rest. It, it, it's, it's funny you say that because that is the normal way to think. I mean, when I first saw success that I did the same exact thing. Like I was playing golf every day and I was like, Oh, yeah. we'll respond to these emails when we get a chance because everything is perfect. And, yeah. and you realize you have a lot more uh, things breaking than you expected. But like, I think everybody goes through that. And that yeah. made me think of maybe a few months ago, somebody actually posted in the Facebook group and they said something like, I, I don't know, like they, they found out that there was something they had to do. I think when I talk about like auditing your ad accounts every couple of weeks and they were like, wait a minute. And they were serious. They're like, I thought I could build my store, have it be successful and then sit on a beach. And that, that was mm. like the word sit on a beach. Yeah, You can, but it's going to, yeah, you do have to be actively monitoring things. So, I mean, it sounds like a few months went by and you were watching the numbers and kind of thinking like it would have those down and bounce back up. But when you realized there were, I guess, more down than up what was your like plan of action you know where do you go from there because obviously you, you turned it around so yeah well like i i didn't know what to do so like uh, i think here's here's let's like lay out the problem first so like like i you know i you know i i thought i've got it i'm gonna go do my own thing and i went off and did these you know great ideas i'd have i listened to a podcast oh that's a great idea i'm gonna go do that well and then I'd, I'd spend a month or two, like just I, like one thing that I'm good at is just like focusing on one thing and like ignoring everything else. Um, I'm not saying I was ignoring customers or anything, but like mm -hmm. I would focus on like content. So the very first time I did this actually was, uh, I forget who it was at the first retreat. Brandon Nolte, he gave, yeah, Brandon Nolte. How did you know I was going to bring that up? Because I love that talk and we implemented a lot of stuff from it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, his content marketing, he laid out this whole thing. I was like, oh, yes, this is it. So I went, I spent three months building out a, I had pod, I had um, blog posts going up twice a week, mm -hmm. team doing this. I'm not doing anything, mm -hmm. but it wasn't resulting in sales. And it turns out I spent like three months that I could have been dedicating to like fundamentals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I didn't actually know really how to do it. Um, so like, I repeated that problem, that thing, you know, ch chasing this great idea over and over. And when I look, I do, I keep a journal. This mm -hmm. is another tip, guys. I keep a journal and it sort of shows me like what I've done. And at the end of the year, I review it. And so I'm, look, I'm looking through and I'm going, oh my gosh, I wasted a month there. The next month I wasted there. The next. So it was like spending all this time on things that don't make that aren't proven mm -hmm. to make a difference to your bottom line on a drop shipping store. Um, and, and so, yeah, these things are great. It's dropship lifestyle. Yeah. You can have this lifestyle. So go off, you have a VA run your customer service, mm -hmm. go off for a week or two or a month. I went to Costa Rica with my family for a, a couple weeks last year and you know, it was taken care of. Um, but you can't just neglect it for months at a time. It starts to drop. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's one thing that I want to say, like, that's not really a, a tip that I think people are hoping to hear, but like, that's, that's my truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how I solve that is like getting back into like going back into the dropship lifestyle course. I, I watched the whole thing again. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> there's so much more in here now I had completely ignored I reached out to uh, people um, asking like hey what what would you you know just becoming 
more active in the community again, focusing on the fundamentals. Like that's critical. Mm -hmm. So what did, what did I actually do that made a really big difference? I'll tell you. Um, it, I, I actually now, after watching this and experiencing this all this time, I really think the most important thing is having the right product. That's critical. And then, um, in, and then, I mean, that's like 80% of it right there is having the product that people are searching for that want to buy. So if you have that product, then you have to communicate that you have it and you have to communicate that this is a great place to buy it. You know what your offer is. Um, and then getting in front of people with the, you know, advertising, like, you know, the, the tiered, uh, advertising campaigns that you, you know, that's in the course that, that shows you how to do that. So what I did was I had this, what happened, I mean, this is just my experience. I had this supplier who I had a few different brands through and I had one top seller that was doing really well. Um, I had some other top sellers, but there's one brand that I just sold a ton of. Mm -hmm. And one day I was talking to the supplier. So tip number, the next tip is talk to your suppliers, um, have a good relationship with them. So I was talking to this guy and he said, Hey, you sell a lot of this brand. Why don't you sell this brand? I was like, what? Really? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do they sell? Well, he's like, yeah, of course they, yeah, they're, they're huge. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Okay, sure. So I asked him, you know, this is the other critical thing. I asked him, so what are like their top five sellers? And he told me this, 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 and this. So um, I spent a few days and um, I, I actually had those products on the website already, mm -hmm. but I, you know, they didn't look as good. They weren't optimized um, in a way that I would normally do my products, you know, um, so I spent a few days and I, I just sort of went over what they were. I, I um, adjusted the, like I have a list. So I sold my store and I, I, I wrote like how to do everything for mm -hmm. my, um, for the, the buyer. Um, and I sort of have like what I thought was like an 80, 20 of like what you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and this comes from your course. It comes from all kinds of people, and but basically have a keyword rich title not super long and spammy, but just like, um, if you know that, you know, I, I have a desk in front of me. If you know that you have, if you want to sell a desk and, and you know that people are looking for white, you know, that's a popular trending color or standing desk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. You can, you say white standing desk, you know, like that's what people are searching for. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do this fancy keyword research, but just, you know, use some of your intelligence and common sense. And if customers are calling and they're talking about certain things, use the words that they say and mm -hmm. put them in your titles, put them in your descriptions. Um, another thing that I do is um, I want to make sure that I have like a great offer, like a, a freebie in every, everything that I want to sell, even if it's not, um, you know, exclusive to me if other stores aren't telling people and like advertising that they're getting this free thing. So like, for example, I had this chair that I sold and it came with a, another thing mm -hmm. and other people would, I would put that image in the main image, you know, in right. the image, put all of those little freebies. And also if you can spend 60 bucks and give them something really cool also with it. So you have these other like smaller items in with the, 
the image. So mm -hmm. like, then when they're looking on Google shopping, they see all these things like, oh wow, that one has more. Yeah, I actually, I like that a lot. Yeah, like you're taking things, again, like you said, they're already there, they're already included. The customer's getting them, you're just letting it be known and you're making it look like a better offer and people yeah. are gonna click through more to your site and when they're there, it's gonna stand out more. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good tip. Yeah, and, and you know, my, my, I was selling really expensive things, so like I might make 600 or $1,000 on, on an item that I sold. So like if spend 100 bucks and yep. give them something nice with that that nobody else is doing, do that sure. all day long. Yep. Yeah. The other the other thing is um, um, is sort of this is a little bit more technical. I for my feed manager, I would use the meta titles and meta descriptions instead <laughs> of the long ones. Yep. So when you're in your Shopify product uh, page, you can scroll down and edit the SEO titles and descriptions. So look, if you're selling something that everybody else is, they're all gonna have the same looking thing, the same looking titles, even if they wrote their own titles, it's gonna say similar things. So if someone searches for, I'm, I have a white standing desk in front of me right now. If somebody searches for white standing desk and the Google shopping com comes up, or even if they put the brand, this is Ikea. So <laughs> Ikea white standing desk, um, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone else sells Ikea, so maybe that's a bad <laughs> example, but let's go with it. Yeah. There's all of these listings for white, Ikea white standing desk. Well, I don't do that. I put all caps at the very beginning, <laughs> free lamp or whatever my freebie is or free mm -hmm. chair dash hyphen Ikea white standing desk. Right. And I put a picture of that in the featured item. So like, who wouldn't click on that? Mm -hmm. um, so that way I get a leg up. Um, and, and if you can make your offer really cool, so like, um, I'll, I'll, sure, I'll give away a little bit. Um, you know, as everybody knows, people, we don't like really revealing our niches right. and websites and stuff, but I sold it, you know, and I wanna respect the new owner, but <laughs> I can tell you a little bit, it was, it was a B2B furniture kind of thing. So, uh, tables and, and desks is not unusual for me to sell mm -hmm. uh, very specific to a specific kind of business. So everybody would sell this table and maybe it would be a table fit for three or two. I would give them free, three chairs for mm -hmm. free. And that cost me a lot of money, but I made so much money when people bought that. So, and people would call up and they'll say, are you serious? I get three <laughs> free chairs? Like, no, I, no way. Really? Right. And you, yes. Just so. to give people an idea, again, like not about the product, but the amount of money, let's say net profit you would have made without giving the chairs, then after giving the chairs, like what do those numbers look like? Oh, it's hard to, hard to remember, but like, yeah, I mean, I might've made 1500 bucks um, without, the, without the chairs and then yep. each chair cost me 60 bucks. So, you know, I'm at yeah. like 1200 or 1300 yeah. at this point. So right. it's like, yeah. So yeah, you're gonna make, exactly. Yeah, that's why like people get scared sometimes. You know, thinking of these bonus offers and like, how's that gonna affect my profit? And I mean, the thing is, you you said the word common sense before the the term common sense, and it's so true. Like, do it where you can. And the best places that we found it to work is exactly what you've done, which is those huge ticket products, because that's mm -hmm. where somebody's already, they're about to drop a lot of money. They're going to buy something and they know in that scenario, they would need 
three chairs. They would need two chairs to go with it. And they're going to buy that regardless. So just saying, hey, you're going to buy it anyway. You know, these are, these are on us. They're whatever dollar value and they're going to ship when you buy this from us, like that's, that's so massive. And yeah, yeah, the the common sense thing, like everybody should think through that while they're auditing their own sites, you know, it's easy to get like technical and be like, well, what's the best practice for every single little part? Like my description and my, my images and my, you know, apps that I use and more so just look at your website as if you were actually looking to buy the thing you have there. And then just try to think through the buying process that a real consumer would have. And that's what gets the best results in terms of conversion optimization. Yeah. And if you, you're, you know, I had a, my website, I had like 2000 products. It's huge. Yep. So it's, it, it becomes overwhelming if you start go, Oh no, I have to come up with an offer, but no, it's just one product at a time. So like if there's one that you think you can sell, mm-hmm. a supplier has told you, you can sell it. It's, that's a, a bestseller. Think about that one mm-hmm. and focus on that for a while. See what happens and, you know, repeat the process on the next one. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, another thing that I wanted to talk about that I know you've done a lot of that definitely helped with the sale of your store. Um, something you've shared about too, in the Facebook group, which is your process for actually keeping records of profitability, because that's another thing that people seem to slip on. Um, again, when you're new, it's, it's easy to kind of overlook it and just look at top line and not actually know where your money's coming from, how much you're keeping and kind of using that information to make decisions like where should you invest more? What should you try to sell more of? Yeah. What should you turn ads off for? So you kind of created your own system for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about that, like how that, I guess, how you had the idea to yeah. do that to begin with and where you yeah. took it. Well, it comes from pain yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, I didn't want to create it. I didn't want to do my own uh, bookkeeping. But, um, you know, I had no background in business. I think most of us in this, mm-hmm. in your community don't. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, when, when my business started taking off, I realized, oh, crap, I'm going to have to pay taxes and I'm going to have to figure out what this is. It's not coming out of my paycheck automatically. And then, and then you're like, you're looking at your bank account going, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, like it's either way too high or way too low. And you're like, what? I just don't get it. Um, so, you know, my, my first uh, response was, okay, well, I'm going to just hire someone to do this for me. Like, I, I, I don't understand any of it. Um, I don't know what's required. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so I hired a bookkeeper on Upwork, worked with him for a few months, that was a disaster. <laughs> um, and, and so then I go, okay, well, fine. I'll hire somebody real, a real professional, uh, a U.S. based accounting firm. And, you know, I, I hired them and, you know, so I worked with them for, actually it was over the course of a, a, a few years, a couple different firms, sort of long story short, but like it was never, I always felt like ah, I'm missing something. They would give me these reports at the end of the month and, like they just didn't make any sense. Um, I thought they were wrong, mm-hmm. but I, I just couldn't figure out why I'd, I'd spend hours going through like each, like how this really seems wrong, but I, how, you know, and like trying to figure out like, where did these numbers come from? And, and why did, why do I think it should be different? Um, they give me these other reports, like, um, just made no sense at all to me. And I'd try to ask them questions like, what, what does this mean? And he'd say, oh, well, this is, should, 
this report should give you an overall, uh, you know, feeling of the health of your business. Mm -hmm. like, How? Right. <laughs> what what yeah. does it mean? You know, like a balance sheet. Like I, you know, I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I sort of understand what that means. But like for a drop shipping store, and I don't get it. But like there it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they were just so unhelpful, and so. Um, and they couldn't answer the simplest questions like, um, I see there's money in the bank. It's an exciting number, like, wow, that's great. Uh, but I've learned through experience, not all of that is mine. I'm gonna have to pay some of that to my suppliers, but I'd like to know how much is mine. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, I don't know how to figure that out without spending hours, can you just tell me? And they, I don't know why they couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Or if they did, like finally after months and months of like, this is important to me, guys, help me out. Um, then they'd go, okay, okay, I got it. And so I would ask like, okay, can you tell me? They'd spend a week yeah. and then tell me. Like, guys. The number doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> totally irrelevant. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, and, and like they wouldn't go into like, how much am I making per order? Which, if that's absolutely critical for mm -hmm. those listening, if you're running a drop shipping store, you need to know how much you're making on every single order. Because mm -hmm. that's how you know. You know, you you might say this item sells well; it's bringing in lots of money. But is the shipping too high? Um, you know, like, or are there lesser? You know, like, how much can you afford to spend on ads? You can make lots of great decisions in your business. If you have information that solves your answers, your questions, and that's that's really where what it came down to me. I realized this is not about just paying taxes. It's about answering your questions and solving your problems. So, after like three years of this with these accountants, two different accountants, and I decided, well, it's the reason I. I changed my perspective is because when I sold on Empire Flippers or when I listed, they said, hey, what's your, they wanted me to fill out profit mm -hmm. and loss sheet for all four years of the store. Crap. Yep. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, so, you know, I had all this, these numbers, but they didn't make sense and I wasn't confident. So I went back through them all, it took me a long time. And finally I added it all up and okay, I'm confident in these numbers here you go, Empire Flippers. But what, what was amazing to me was when I looked at those numbers, I couldn't believe it. That terrible year that I thought I just had wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Like, so all of this time, you know, I didn't know. I just didn't know. And I just saw that top line uh, Shopify report mm -hmm. just going down and down. And, but my profit margin was getting greater. Right. So like, it, it wasn't so bad. And all this time I had been telling myself this story, Isaac, you're an idiot. What are you doing? You know, like you're, you know, I mean, we could go really deep. Like I've got a family I'm trying to provide for. I have a wife that's working a full-time job that I'm trying to eventually replace, you know, like Isaac, you've done this for four years now. Why can't you you know, you promised your wife certain things, you know, like it can go really deep and it feels really bad. Your self-confidence starts to shake. Um, but then when I saw those numbers, I was like, what? No way. Like, 
That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and just it's yeah, declining, but not so bad. Right, you're more profitable with less top line, and it's just it's so important. Like to make any kind of decisions, you know, that's what you need to work off of. Like it's almost always it's a numbers game. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And just yeah, having that confidence, you know, like and you know no one likes to like look back and regret or anything. And still like you sold your store. That's amazing. You're, you know, building a new business. That's amazing. But just to think like if you have that confidence all along, or if you're learning early on that, Hey, this thing is not what I I thought it was, you know, I didn't realize shipping for this thing is eating another 10% of what would be my profit. Like that's how you grow. That's how you build a better business. That's how you have more profit. That's how you sell at a higher multiple. So that is really cool though, that you had that experience of, you know, not just like starting, but actually going back. And I I do think like anybody that, you know, listens to this and, you know, checks out what you're working on, they probably should do the same, like go back in time, look at those historical numbers. And maybe you'll see like, you know, what you saw that things were better than you thought, maybe they were worse. But regardless, either way, it's better to know than not know, you know, like I hate going to the doctor, but I go because I'd rather know something's wrong sooner than later. So same, uh, same type of thing. Yeah. And then you can address it. Like if you know what the issue is, then you can solve it. If you don't know what an issue is, you just have this fear or, you know, something's not going right. You can't solve that problem because you don't know what the problem is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just curious though, based on like, you know, what those two accountants did and the bookkeeper from Upwork, uh, then you taking over and saying like, I'm doing this myself now, that's it. What things did, did you look at that they weren't? Like what made the numbers clear to you? That you weren't getting from them well yeah I mean basically I had all these questions like I had major problems like so the way I see the the I mean accountants and bookkeepers you know there's companies you know millions of companies and accounting and that's it's it's a it's a standardized thing mm-hmm. and that's great and and but like most companies, bigger companies, they have a CFO or somebody else at that level who's like interpreting all this stuff and can make, turn that into something that makes sense to the other people who are like leading the company. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have that. So all I have are problems and questions. So my questions are, how much am I making on each order? Actually, I had been taking, uh, calculating that along with the bookkeepers over time which is why I thought what they were giving me was wrong because it didn't even come close to what I had. What, you know, I would just add up my net profit for all these orders in a month and go, okay, that should be roughly similar to what they're telling me my, my gross profit is. And Mm -hmm. it's like wildly different, like tens of thousands of dollars. Like, (laughs) I mean, but you know, I, how do you solve that? Mm -hmm. So but I had, so there was that, but also, um, I was, had these questions like, you know, it, it comes from these fears like, okay, suppliers, I've agreed to pay them this much. Like this may be a new idea to some people. Cause when I talk to people, sometimes it is, it's like, are the suppliers actually charging you what they, th- what you think they are? Mm-hmm. Because I've had it where they've accidentally charged me a different number or maybe they ran the card twice and they've charged mm-hmm. me double. Um, that doesn't happen very often, but it does. Definitely. So it's like, and then there are other times, this is more common for me, but it's almost equally a huge, as huge of a problem. I have some suppliers that are big companies and their accounting departments and payable, you know, that runs pretty slowly. 
Mm-hmm. So I would, I would approve an invoice. They go ship this order. I think, okay, you're going to charge my card within the next few days. Well, <laughs> come <laughs> to find out two to three months later, they get, send me an email. Okay. You know, you owe us this, this, and th- this for these orders. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I sent <laughs> like, that money. Get this or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, I, and it's thousands of dollars and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't accounted for that. And so that's like, you know, what, what I found out was all of these little fears um, add up and, and, and they take, there's just like a low to mid-level anxiety that I had. And I think talking to other people, a lot of us have this and that we think that that's just what running a business is. Mm-hmm. And so when I actually did the numbers, you know, I was looking, I was trying to solve these problems and they're easy to solve if you can figure out how to do it. Um, did your suppliers answer, you know, charge you what you think they did well go back and look at your credit card statements Mm -hmm. takes some time but you can do it it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. um uh, how much money is in that bank account that you can keep well um just go through and look at it's similar how many um orders have you taken money for that you have not paid for yet Mm -hmm. so it's a similar process so I just started doing this on my own and then like thought, wow, this is, this is great, but you know, this is taking a lot of time. So how can I slowly, you know, one step at a time, automate some of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I recommend for people who are in my situation or similar situations where your store is growing, but you just feel at some point, like I don't have a handle on like what's actually happening sit down and, and like, what are your actual questions? Like be very specific. What are the questions? And then find out the answers. It might take you an afternoon, but you can do it. Um, and then once you do that, you know, go, okay, well, what can I do each month? And then once you have that laid out, you've done it a couple times. Um, you have your, your numbers there. You can see the whole picture and you go, okay, well, this is taking me a bit of time. How can I automate this step of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I know you talk about automation. You've oh, yeah. been talking about it lately with Zapier and all of that, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and so if, if you take those ideas, apply it to your spreadsheets, you can automate this stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I did. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And any of these processes that are repeated and that are extremely similar over and over, they're not hard to automate. Like once you get a handle on the system and I shouldn't say they're not hard because that makes people think, you know, five minutes later, it's all set up. Like there's yeah. a learning curve, like anything, oh, yeah. but I'm not technical yeah, yeah. and I can, we have, we have hundreds of automations that do all different yeah. things in the business and uh, yeah, you know, figured it out. So that's a, uh, that's really cool to hear that. And I mean, I guess after putting that in place, you, you know, you now had those systems, right? You had optimized mm-hmm. your website. You actually knew how much money that you were making. So I know you're not a big, like talking about numbers guy and I'm, I'm not either, but <laughs> you were able to, I'm sure get more money than you thought you can get right yeah. before that process took place. So yeah, you, yeah you, you had a clearer picture of your business and then was it a higher multiple that you were? Yeah. Started? Well, um, yeah, I think, so, I mean, I don't really know, um, cause empire flippers, they just tell you what the multiple is. I, I don't know exactly what it would have been, what it wouldn't have been, but, um, yeah, I mean, I sold for a 30 X multiple, nice. which is, I mean, yeah, much that's, higher that's, than I thought it would be. That's respectable. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but you know, that's for, you know, everybody else like, Hey, that, that can be done. You know, mm-hmm. that 
I had I had thought maybe it'd be 20 to 22 or something. But yep. Yeah, that's that's a big difference. Nice. So, uh, you know, for everybody listening too, we've been talking probably for three weeks, maybe four weeks now, a couple times about a new project you're working on. And um, I think it's awesome. I think that there's definitely a need. That's why I wanted to have a conversation, let people know about it. So, awesome. um, you know, yeah, everything you've been talking about, you've put together uh, kind of the, the first run of this, right? How you yeah. can actually help people and manage this whole process for them. So uh, you want to talk about the, I know you have a website up. You want to talk about the, the URL so people could find it Absolutely. and then kind of get into what, uh, what you're offering over there? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll tell you the URL, it's uh, TrueView Bookkeeping and that's spelled T-R-U-V-U-E bookkeeping.com. Um, and that I've just, that's, um, I, I've done that because, and, and I'll tell you sort of the background is, after I sold the store, it was just like, wow, so, so awesome. You know, now I have this time, but I remembered that, you know, it, it actually took like six months between the time I listed. And that was at the point where I decided I'm going to do my own numbers, uh, six months from there until when it actually sold. And so I sort of was looking back and thinking, remembering like, wow, what a tremendous like stress and anxiety relief this was for me to figure this out. So, um, you know, I have all this free time now. The community has helped me so much along the way. Like, by the way, like, Anton, you've done such, you've made, put together such an amazing community here. Helpful people. Like, I just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, we, so, we, got, yep. we got lucky with how many good people we have in there. But yeah, yeah, thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, yeah, everybody's just, we want to help each other, build each mm -hmm. other up. And that's, that's unusual on the internet yes <laughs> <laughs> to say the least so you know i you know i have this free time i've been helped along the way i want to give back so i just i've been i just started putting it out there in the facebook group like hey i sort of figured out this bookkeeping thing if anyone needs any help just let me know and so i i started people said oh yeah that i'm struggling with that right now and so I would say, sure, just, you know, let's do it. So we'd have these Skype calls and I would teach them what I did. And um, uh, it, their response blew me away. Like, I thought that this was a good thing. And I knew, I remembered how great it felt for me. But like, you know, doing these video calls, like I can actually see on their faces, like, whoa. <laughs> like you, uh, you mean that I can know that, like, I didn't even know I had that problem, but it's been stressing me out. I didn't know you could solve it so easily. Mm -hmm. And so the, like, um, after helping like a whole bunch of people this way, they were telling me, I they're saying, Isaac, you gotta, you just, you just gotta help more people do this. Like, this is, I, they're like, I can't believe you did this. And I thought, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was cool, but um, I didn't think it was that rare. <laughs> so, um, so what I've done is I've just decided that um, the best way for me to help the most people is to offer a done-for-you service. So, um, you know, like like I said, the experience. You know, people, you you. There are these tools out there like QuickBooks and Zero. They're software things. Um, and people think, okay, well, this will solve my problems. Mm -hmm. But then that's another learning curve. You know, these things are built with for big companies with HR departments and not payables and all. Mm -hmm. It just makes no sense. It didn't make any sense to me mm -hmm. when I was using it. 
Um, I've heard the similar things, it's, and it takes forever to learn. And actually, it doesn't make things much quicker than a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. um, so, like that's eh, it's okay, but it's not really the solution. And my experience with the accountants were they don't really know us, so like it's not very helpful. And by the way, I was paying them a lot of money each month. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided I'm just going to do a done-for-you service. This, as far as I know, this is the only service out there that is specifically tailored to drop shipping stores. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to answer all of those questions and a lot more that I talked about. And, and it's just, you can just stop worrying about it. So you can, you can, you know, all your, your, your questions can be answered. We can relieve that stress and anxiety for you. We can tell you, you know, here's the bottom line. Here's um, your pro exactly the profit for each order. You can use that to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Here's your profit and loss statement each month. And then at the end of the month, you can just give that to your tax accountant and just be done with it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. We'll do it for you. So yep. that's, that's it. No, that, that's awesome. So just again, it, it was TrueView, T-R-U-V-U, bookkeeping.com. Almost. T-R-U-V-U-E. I know these are T-R-U-V-U-E. Yep, because we're going to have a link to that uh, in the Facebook group when we post okay. this. And then I'll also post it on the e-commerce lifestyle website so people can um, be sure to find it. And like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about the, the pricing for it. I know I, I know the pricing now and I know it's super affordable, but someone might listen to this in two years and be like, oh, wait a minute. I thought it was yeah. that. So we'll get into that. But um, it's super affordable. And I don't know. I think that like if anybody is running a successful store, like you're up and you're running and you have orders coming in and you're in a situation like we've been talking about for what, like 45 minutes now. Oh, man. And, yeah, this <laughs> is something that, that could definitely help you. And like at the very least, you'll have more insights to your business. And at the most, you'll find that all these suppliers have overcharged you and that you actually owe one supplier 15 grand and that one product is making most of your money. So just the insights you get from it are obviously things that you can use just to put fuel on the fire where it's working and to cut back where the money is just non-existent. So um, I'll just say, I guess like one more thing, like anybody that is part of Dropship Lifestyle or anybody that listen to the podcast, you know, like we don't promote stuff. Like I talk about Shopify like crazy because I love them and that's about it. So yeah, Isaac, definitely good dude. Been around the community, like I said, since, since the beginning. And um, I think it's just a great opportunity. So if you're, if you're up, you're running, you want to have better insights into your business so you could focus on the ad side, check it out. You know, like literally you have nothing to lose and there's a big upside to it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I will say I, I do have like the, I want to give back Mm -hmm. uh, and I do have a, a special offer for the first 20 people. Um, so if you want to go there, check it out, be one of the first 20 people. It's still great without the special offer, but that's a really, it's a really good offer yep. uh, for the first 20. Also, if you find that this seems like a great idea, um, but you're just, you're just getting started or you're not quite ready to have somebody else help you out, um, I do have, uh, I am, I did give away my, um, the order profit tracker, which mm -hmm. is that one that I was telling you, you can keep track of each order and exactly how much you made. Um, that spreadsheet I put in the Facebook group a while ago, I suppose we could link to that as well. Yep. Um, and, and it, so you can use that. And also, um, I put, I wrote up instructions on exactly how to automate that part of it. 
Um, so, so that can be just done for you. You can, you can set it up yourself and like, so that'll keep track of at least that portion of your books. Mm -hmm. um, and that's free. You can just do that. And I'm happy to answer any questions about it or uh, anything else. Awesome. I'm sure everybody is saying thank you, Isaac, right now. So yeah, thank you as well. And we will get that linked up when this is uploaded. And I'm just checking if people, again, you know, with podcasts, people go back in time. So this is being recorded right now on Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. It's going to go live August 1st, which is insane. It's August already, uh, August 1st, 2019. So if you're listening to this or watching this around then, and this sounds interesting, go to Isaac's site now to check it out. Uh, again, it's true, T-R-U, view, V-U-E, bookkeeping.com. We'll have links to that and to the, the free worksheet that Isaac provided as well below, uh, below this podcast. So anything else you want to say, Isaac, before we uh, sign off? I don't know, man. It just, you know, if you're listening, you just, you just go do it. You know, like whatever your goal is, just ha be focused on that and just do it, man. I love it. <laughs> do, do the work. Yeah, do the work. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you again, Isaac. Appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you in, uh, in Prague for the retreat. Yeah. 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 Thank <laughs> awesome. you so much. Thank you.